is WQIN Nashua Pepperell Group W, a Westinghouse Broadcasting Station. Live from Nashua, New Hampshire, in the palatial Q100 studios. The Independent Man Podcast, where there are only two sexes and pronouns are used in sentences. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the Independent Man. The Independent Man. Sunday evening, Palm Sunday, April 2nd, in the year of our Lord, 2023, at the Independent Man Podcast. The fallout from President Trump's indictment has already taken place. Earlier this morning, I went up the street to the local farm, right in a little town called Hollis, New Hampshire. And um, Hollis is, for the most part, a very conservative uh, town, uh, which is right on the um, Massachusetts border. And I was talking to a lot of the workers in the farms there, and they have, the Jamaicans have just come back for the uh, spring and summer. They go away for the winter, and they just got back last week. And a lot of the Jamaicans I like to talk to, because you can feel the pulse on what the world is feeling, not just America, what are people thinking in other countries, and in this case, Jamaica. And there's one guy who was in charge of the fruit stand, and you know, I said, hello, welcome back, how was your winter, all that good stuff. And then we happened to just talk quickly about President Trump and what took place uh, Thursday with the indictment. And um, he leans to the left, very liberal. Um, he comes from a hardworking family in Jamaica. He worked for a hotel. Uh, he was a bellboy or something, but he, the last several years he's come here every uh, spring and summer to America and right to Hollis, New Hampshire, to this farm. It's like a work um, living arrangement. He can he lives, as a, you know, they have some units in the farm, some the old barn they converted into apartments, and he lives there, and I think there's uh, got to be seven or eight others. There's, it's a whole slew of them that live up above the barn. So they probably live next to nothing. They work and they, you know, make a half-decent pay, but probably they're working off their rent half the time. So... And then in the winter, when he goes home, he works for the hotel, or the, the, you know, he does the um, the bellboy and all that good stuff. So hardworking guy, but a very liberal. From um, talking to him over the last year, and he told me today that he and his family and a lot of people he knows uh, knows in Jamaica, they're they feel bad for President Trump. They said they can't believe that this happened. Uh, they said that President Trump, as as much as they don't like him and they feel that he's uh, morally not their type of person, they just feel that he's been picked on from day one. And they said this is ridiculous what's going on with the indictment, considering all the crimes that against Hunter Biden, the Biden family, and you know Nancy Pelosi, her husband, Clinton. I mean, you can go on on Obama, and nothing has happened to any of these politicians, but it happened to Trump. So. He's just said, listen, if I was an American, I wouldn't want no part of this. This is not right, he says. And he's very smart. He said, just like I said the other night, and a lot of people are saying um, the last few days, if they can do this to a former president of the United States, just think what they can do to you and me. 
if they don't like you because you're conservative, they can find a crime to make up. They could kick the doors into my business tomorrow and say, you didn't pay your taxes. Um, you didn't claim this on the tax. You didn't claim that on the tax. And, you know, we're going to uh, shut you down and you're guilty till proven innocent. And then it takes you three or four or five, six months to prove you're innocent. You got to get a lawyer. Next thing you know, in six months, you're out of business. I mean, they could make life really hard for you to prove your innocence. And um, he was spot on. Uh, the, the guy is just very sharp. And, um, you know, it's just amazing just that the turn of events that people have just uh, donated since Thursday over $5 million to President Trump's war chest. And I read this morning that he's tripled his lead over Ron DeSantis. So this is all going to come back and backfire, I mean, um, on the Democrats. And um, the liberal media realizes it as well. Uh, CNN panics um, that, that Trump, his mugshot, would make him even more iconic and popular. You're going to hear in a moment from David Axelrod, who was a former Obama advisor who was on CNN, and he's going to tell you just what I just said. But I'm going to read you the, uh, the clip in a moment before I play the clip. But just getting back to the farm and getting over the situation with Trump, you know, that's just very interesting to hear from a liberal that lives um, in Jamaica, and he's telling me what the people in Jamaica and what his immediate uh, family and, and his um, source around him are feeling that they said they feel bad for Trump. And America is the same way. America tends to go for the underdog. There's that Davy and Goliath story. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I haven't spoken to many liberals. I keep away from them, but I'm going to go this week to my former town of Lexington. And there's a, that's liberals headquarters. And I'm going to go in the bagel shop that I used to frequent. And the manager there is very liberal. He and I used to butt heads over uh, Trump and Biden and I'm going to go in there and talk to him and see what his thoughts are. I want to get some feelings on the local, um, um, you know, Massachusetts liberal headquarters, see how what they feel about the situation, if they're the same, in the same situation as Jamil, the Jamaican uh, who works at this farm. So it's just very interesting how I believe the tide's going to turn and, and people are just going to start to feel uh, sympathy for President Trump, even the liberals or the independents. And this is going to just catapult President Trump to get the nominee. And if he keeps the momentum, it will catapult him right to um, the presidency again. This could be the um, the moment that uh, Trump needed. He looked like he was fizzling out to Ron DeSantis. And again, I was on, uh, I love Trump, I love DeSantis, but I was leaning towards DeSantis because I felt that DeSantis could be the only way we could be victorious uh, come, come uh, 2024. Uh, and next next year in the fall. But now with Trump and what's been going on here as a business owner and as a, um, you know, independent conservative, uh, you know, you just have to go with Trump. Because again, like I just said a moment ago, and I said time and time again, if they can do this to President Trump, they can do it to me. They can do it to you. So just on principle right there, you got to go with President Trump. And I think this is what you find. A lot of people uh, putting themselves in President Trump's shoe, Democrat or Republican. And they, they, a lot of these independents are going to lean towards President Trump. So uh, getting back to CNN, how they're panicking, and of course their ratings in the toilet. I don't even know why I put CNN on. I always like to look at the opposite side, what the crazies at MSNBC and CNN are thinking. And the other day, CNN was on there urging um, the district attorney from Manhattan, Alvin Bragg, that piece of vermin, to refrain from releasing Trump's mugshots to the public in fear that it might make him more famous than he already is. 
As I mentioned, liberal guest who was an Obama official, David Axelrod, said that Trump would turn his mugshot photo into iconic novelty items, boosting his chances of taking the crown away from Democrats in 2024. Now, I quote what he said. One thing I want to say about how he, President Trump, is handled on Tuesday, if I were the DA, if I were to advise him, and I'm not a lawyer, I'm a political strategist, but I would give him every courtesy that I could. I would certainly not handcuff him. I think he would love that picture, Axelrod said. I would make very sure that the booking photo was not released. He would turn it into t-shirts and turn himself into the Che Guevara there as an iconic image. <laughs> Axelrod claimed Tuesday's reported surrender of Trump would turn him into a spectacle that would play out into the former president's political strategy. Presidential historian Douglas Brinkley also claimed that Trump's mugshot would be a historical artifact as iconic as the wanted poster of Abraham Lincoln assassin John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> They're all melting down, folks, the liberals. They're all going crazy. Just when you thought they would be jumping for joy and, and, and um, lighting fireworks because of, of Trump's indictment, now they're backpedaling. Now we're set up to see the biggest reality show that comes to life. Can't even think of an artifact except maybe wanted John Wilkes Booth after the Lincoln assassination of a wanted poster or a mugshot that's going to be circulating around the world in the kind of way this one of Donald Trump is, Brinkley said during an appearance on CNN. He couldn't believe that Trump who has faced some of the most challenging situations a president could go through, including January 6th, the Russian hoax, would have been enough to destroy him. However, Brinkley is shocked to see Trump still standing with millions of Americans supporting him. So take a listen to this clip. This is on CNN, I think it was yesterday, with David Axelrod. Uh, it's just a minute long. And um, listen to how the, the meltdown is, is happening. One thing I want to say, uh, you know, about how he is handled on Tuesday if I were the DA, if I would advise him, and I'm, I'm not a lawyer, I'm, I'm a you know, political strategist, uh, but I would give him every uh, courtesy uh, that I could. Uh, I would not, certainly not handcuff him. Uh, David's right. I think he would love that picture. I would make uh, very sure that that booking photo is not released. Uh, he would turn it into T-shirts and he'd turn himself into Che Guevara there uh, as an iconic <laughs> image. I, I would just uh, make sure that uh, this goes down smoothly and that he is uh, he is not made a spectacle of uh, in on Tuesday, because that will all play in. That would all play into his public relations strategy there. Right. And the martyrdom that uh, David Ehrenberg was referring to that Trump uh, is hoping to uh, have. David Ehrenberg and Axelrod, thank you to both of you. Appreciate your time. <laughs> Great to be yeah, there they are laughing. They'll be crying come Tuesday. <laughs> it's it's just unbelievable how uh, President Trump uh, just got balls of steel. The average person would have jumped off the bridge by now. But I'll tell you, the more they go after him, the tougher he gets. And he is the Teflon Don. Um, you know, I, I said many times, I'm surprised they haven't assassinated him. Maybe they've tried. And we'll, one day we'll know about him. He's got the best and brightest uh, security around him. But I mean, they've done everything, it seems, that, uh, you know, to keep him away. And they haven't successfully, um, you know, ended his attempts to become president. So they're all running scared. And they know if he gets back in office, the end's going to be coming. I'm surprised it didn't happen the last time. But uh, I think this time Trump is going to be on a vengeance tour. And he's going to say, enough's enough. I'm going to definitely let it all out because he's got the goods on all of them.
And um, they're doing everything they can to keep them out of the Oval Office. So we're going to see more on Tuesday what's going to happen come the indictment. And we'll know more of what's in the indictment and, and um, you know, what there's supposed to be like over 30 counts. And we'll see what, um, if it's all bullshit or if there's anything uh, valid right there that is going to stick. But I think it's going to be just all bullshit. And um, it's it's going to just enhance Trump's uh, presidency, his candidacy. And um, you're going to see him win in the landslide. So it's just as long as the moment, momentum keeps. This is only April 2nd, 2023. Um, it's got to keep the momentum going till the fall of next year. Uh, it's a long time away and anything can happen between now and then, as you know. There could be a world war. There's going to be a recession, probably a depression. Um, you know, God knows with this administration what else they'll do. Trains are being derailed every day. Maybe Russia's going to knock off the electric grid. I mean, who knows? We lost power in this little town that I, uh, my wife and I, we live in right on the New Hampshire line uh, for eight hours the other day. And everyone thought it was a test from Russia with the power grid. Now we're starting to get paranoid with everything when you're start to lose power or the gas pumps don't work. I went to the bank the other day. The bank was not working. All the power was out at the bank. Uh, it seems like this is happening more and more. Little by little, you're seeing this happening. So is it a conspiracy theory? Is this reality? Is this something that Russia is testing or China? Don't know. I mean, you never know the truth from the government, so you have to start thinking of your own. But we'll know more on Tuesday. And um, let's end the podcast. It's Sunday. I haven't done this in a while we, we're going to have a comedian on. I'm going to try to break it up some on some Sundays because the serious topics and what's been going on with Trump and all the craziness in the world. And um, I think we'll um, start to lighten up once a week or every couple of weeks. But this is George Carlin talking about politicians. It's a three-minute clip. Uh, George Carlin's a very conservative, funny um, <laughs> comedian. He would never last in the year 2023. Everything is so PC. You can't even be a comedian today. Um, but... This was back in the 80s and 90s where you could actually talk and people had a sense of humor. They would laugh at and, and then shake hands with one another. But I hope no one over under 18 is listening to the podcast. I hope they're not. They shouldn't be. But if they are, block your ears because there's a lot of F-bombs in this clip with George Carlin talking about politicians. Thank you for listening, everyone. And uh, we'll exit with George Carlin uh, speaking about the vermin politicians. Now, there's one thing you might have noticed I don't complain about. Politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Yeah. Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't going to do you any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe something else sucks around here. Like the public. Yeah, the public sucks. There's a nice campaign slogan for somebody. The public sucks. Fuck hope. Fuck hope. 
Because if it's really just the fault of these politicians, then where are all the other bright people of conscience? Where are all the bright, honest, intelligent Americans ready to step in and save the nation and lead the way? We don't have people like that in this country. Everybody's at the mall, scratching his ass, picking his nose, taking his credit card out of his fanny pack and buying a pair of sneakers with lights in them. So I have solved this little political dilemma for myself in a very simple way. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't vote. Two reasons. Two reasons I don't vote. First of all, it's meaningless. This country was bought and sold and paid for a long time ago. The shit they shuffle around every four years doesn't mean a fucking thing. And secondly, I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They say, they say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest, incompetent people and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who, in fact, did not even leave the House on Election Day, am in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to do with. So I know that a little later on this year you're going to have another one of those really swell presidential elections that you like so much. You'll enjoy yourselves. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure as soon as the election is over, your country will improve immediately. As for me, I'll be home on that day doing essentially the same thing as you. The only difference is, when I get finished masturbating, I'm going to have a little something to show for it, folks. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> the great George Collin. There you go. He made some valid points right there. All righty. With God's will and your listenership. We should be back on Tuesday evening with the indictment information on the great President Trump. Have a good rest of the weekend, everybody. DJ Ruffy J. Weeknights at 11.30. Followed by the Independent Man Podcast at midnight. Only on WQIN Nashua.